Hey, this is Rob McCollum, one of the producers of 1865, and this is Inside the Episode of 1865. Joining me are the writers Stephen Walters and Eric Archilla. Thank you guys for being here yet again. And this final little peek into the conspirators and that side of the story where we meet some great new characters that we haven't met yet. Go through some of the some of the people and we'll talk about who played them. Well, we get to meet the conspirators for one thing. Uh, you know, uh, we have David Harold played by uh, Friday Night Lights star Derek Phillips. Uh, we have the composited character of Samuel O. Lachlan played uh, masterfully by the co-creator Eric Archilla. Uh, we get to meet Dr. Mudd. We get to meet... Um, Who's voiced by Christopher Sabat. Sabat's incredible. And an anime voice that if any of you are anime fans or Dragon Ball Z fans, that's a name that you will know. John Surratt. John Surratt. Played by Cameron Cobb. And also Payne. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Max Hartman, who, of course, we got to meet in uh, we, we previous We heard episodes. him briefly in, in previous and, episodes. And we have we have the return of, uh, of uh, the 2017 Tony Award-winning actor Reed Burney as Senator Hale. Yes. And Sally Vale as Mary Surratt. So this is, this is kind of the, the things that are talked about when we went into the tribunal in, in the previous episodes about what was happening, what was really going on, who was aware of what. This is actually the conversations that went on. Yeah, one of the little-known facts about uh, the conspiracy conspiracy to uh, assassinate Abraham Lincoln is that that conspiracy actually began as a kidnapping plot. Um, and, a, and a lot of the people that they arrested, they had proof that they had had attempted this kidnapping plot, but they in the tribunal were trying to tie a line to from what happened there to what happened in the assassination attempt. The people like John Surratt would say that those things were two totally separate issues that we, uh, yes, we attempted this kidnapping but we were not a part of, or as Samuel Arnold would say, we were not a part of that. So, yeah. So what do we know? Attempt. So what do we know? And what are you surmising here from a creative standpoint? Well, I'm, we know that they're all unreliable narrators uh, because they stood to be executed for their crime. So it certainly behooved them to say that the two plots were unrelated. Uh, we know that John Surratt uh, is a, just a fascinating figure. So after he goes on the lam, uh, he makes his way through Canada to uh, Rome, where he actually serves as a, a member of uh, the papal security for the Pope. Um, it later, many, many years later, he's extradited, where he uh, is about to stand trial, uh, brought back to the United States to stand trial. His case is thrown out, so he never actually does stand trial. And then he goes on this... He has the gumption to... Yeah, he has the gumption to go on this, like, celebrity tour where he gives speeches about his involvement only in the kidnapping plot. And if you read what he says in, in that speech, which you can find online, just, just Google, like, John Surratt speaking tour, and it will come up. It's very interesting because he does admit that he met with high-ranking Confederate leaders. I believe it's the Confederate Secretary of War days before Lincoln is killed. And he also admits that he went to Richmond to secure funding for the kidnapping plot. But he parses it out and says, but I didn't have anything to do with the assassination. So he was definitely the money man, though, behind the Confederate Secret Service. That was yes. one of the roles that he definitely played. And like Booth, early on, was he was a blockade runner, right? He was smuggling and uh, in, involved in a lot of uh, clandestine operations. He, I believe it's, it's pretty responsible to say that John Surratt was a member of the Confederate Secret Service, or at least working with them as a, a de facto agent. As the Washington representative. One of the characters 
voiced by Derek Phillips, kind of the swamp rat <laughs> character who's just not... Th- this whole group doesn't play well with others. No, they don't. And the truth is, is that the real David Harold is probably nothing like that. Uh, we don't actually know. There's we not know a he lot was of... a pharmacist. Yeah, we yeah. Know that he... he was a hunter tracker, thought he was. And I think he was very young, so I think it's more likely that he was just sort of soft-spoken and in awe of John Wilkes Booth. Uh, a far cry from the rough and tumble uh, version portrayed by Derek, but I think Derek's version is a lot more fun. Yeah, I think this is a, a, a fun episode, you know, with with terrible consequences. So as as fun as a, a plot to murder someone can be, but uh, but but yeah, talk about what we learned about these guys from their actual trial. Well, um, from Lewis Payne Powell, who was Secretary Seward's attacker, we didn't learn much uh, because he refused to even try to defend himself. He wouldn't cooperate. He wouldn't make statements. The only statement that he made, which we dramatize, I believe, in episode 11, is he did write down a statement saying that Mary Surratt was innocent. Um, but other than that, Lewis Payne Powell didn't say much. And there were conflicting things. People talked about Payne being this this gladiator murderer other people said that he was a simpleton because he was kicked in the face by a horse um and that he was dumb um so there were lots of characters of him but um but we do know that he was um obviously ruthless because of what he did in in the Seward home. And of course, he had served in the Confederate army as well. Then we have George Atzerat who is uh uh, the would-be attacker of Andrew Johnson, who, as the story goes, showed up at the Kirkwood Hotel that night, I believe, and uh, at the last, you know, pulled up a seat at the bar and started drinking to calm his nerves, but ultimately chickened out, tucked his tail between his legs, and ran off into the night. And I think we had a little fun with the the German aspect. We did know he was a German immigrant, but we're not sure like how clear his English was or not. But it was pretty fun to um, play him as. Comic relief. Accent challenged. Eighteen sixty-five is sponsored by BetterHelp. Good and evil were strangely blended in the character of this great war minister, wrote a fellow lawyer of Edwin Stanton. He was honest, patriotic, able, indefatigable, warm-hearted, unselfish, incorruptible, arbitrary, capricious, tyrannical, vindictive, hateful, and cruel. We all have different sides to us, and usually they're in balance, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes our worst selves take the reins, and sometimes it's hard to wrench them back. In those times, it's often good to talk. BetterHelp is there for you. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Within 24 hours of sign-up, you can be talking with a licensed counselor about your issues, specialists trained to listen and help you find yourself again. Log into your account anytime, from anywhere, and message with your counselor or schedule video or phone sessions. No travel, no waiting rooms, maximum privacy. It's more convenient and more affordable than traditional online counseling, and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 1865. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. To get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, go to BetterHelp.com slash 1865. So they all said there definitely was an attempt to kidnap Lincoln and that that, that failed. What do we know about what actually happened? There was a, a play being done at Campbell's Hospital for the benefit of some of the soldiers that were wounded, and the conspirators got wind of it, and several of the books say that a source told John Wilkes Booth that 
Lincoln would be attending this benefit performance. And one of the things that we discovered in researching this, and I've not heard any single book talk about it, which is just mind-blowing to me, is Lucy Hale was a member of the Sanitary Commission, which was a group of women that were volunteering to help these wounded soldiers. The play at Campbell's Hospital was being put on by the Sanitary Commission. So if he was going to find out from someone that Lincoln was going to be there, doesn't it stand to reason that it's the person that's a member that he's involved with romantically that she would mention that to him? And I just can't believe that no book makes that connection, that that the play that they tried to kidnap him at and, and Booth's fiancé at the time. And, uh, of course, Lincoln ends up not, I believe, not showing up to the benefit performance. No, and ironically is at the National Hotel where Booth lives. And if he had just stayed home, he would have he would have been he right stumbled there upon him. him. Yeah. So, so there, I believe there was a second attempt made uh, uh, that was when Lincoln was traveling from the White House to Soldier's Home. Yes, they, they apparently tried to ride up into the carriage to see if Lincoln was there in the carriage. And I, I, can't, I think it was that Lincoln wasn't in the carriage. They mistaked the carriage for somebody else. And um, they made an attempt to catch him there on the way to Soldier's Home, but that was unsuccessful. So they needed a specific place where Lincoln was going to be. Um, backtracking just a little bit, we see in actual historical pictures the conspirators gathered at the inauguration where Lincoln's giving his, his speech. And Lincoln... Um, was giving the speech with John Wilkes Booth invited by the Hales um, actually lurking. There's a couple different people that they think are Booth in the picture, um, but he was right he was by there. there. He was there. Yeah. Um, and I think um, through all of that, Steve and I had the idea that he was, he was showing them that he could get close to Lincoln and trying to prove his worth in this conspiracy. To the, to the CSS to the, guys to the like John Surratt. Yeah. And I think it's also... Interesting that Booth's original plan was to kidnap him at Ford's Theater. So originally what they thought they would do is, is that they would take him from the presidential box. They would lower him down onto the stage and they would take him out back, put him in a horse carriage, drive him down south. And the purpose of that, which we state, I believe in this episode, as well as an earlier one, is to negotiate the release of troops who are being held captive. So the plan was, but it wasn't just, hey, we're going to kidnap him and make you meanie stop the war it was hey we're going to kidnap him we're going to take him down south and we're going to hold him hostage until they release our men and they did a lot of things in preparation for that they actually bought the stable behind the theater they had a carriage um they were all taking horse riding lessons and apparently atzerat was really bad at riding horses and which uh, yeah and apparently his job was to ride to drive the carriage and so that was going to be an issue <laughs> might be a problem uh, yeah, so there were some, there were some personnel issues, but m most importantly, the kidnapping plot failed. So the events of this episode sets us up for episode 16, which, spoilers, is going to deal with the day of the assassination itself. And I think it's fascinating because it, it so nicely brings us up to the moment just before the entire podcast began with episode one. Uh, beginning with that moment of the assassination. So, Steve and Eric, thank you guys for being here. Listeners, tune in for episode 16, and we will be right here for the very last 1865 inside the episode to talk about what we know that really happened on that day, what's fictionalized, and, uh, and how we wrapped up this series. And if you'd like to support this kind of storytelling and ensure that we can continue to tell more stories like it, please support us at patreon.com slash 1865. 
Members there get advanced access to episodes, bonus features, and a free copy of the soundtrack album. That's patreon.com slash 1865. I'm Rob McCollum. Thanks for listening to 1865 Inside the Episode.